120,000 households being formed annually, and they're primarily, 95% are looking for permanent rental accommodation. Hello, and welcome to Sink or Swim, a weekly podcast brought to you by RentSync, where we take a deep dive into the prop tech, multifamily, and rental housing industry. In each episode, we uncover the technologies and strategies used to help overcome operational challenges and increase the value of your multifamily investments. So let's get into our conversation today. Welcome back to Sink or Swim. I'm your host, Nicolina Savelli, and you're listening to Get Synced, where I take a tactical approach to helping those in multifamily improve their marketing and advertising efforts. And today I have David Frattini with me, who is the managing partner at Rentals for Newcomers, a rental listing site targeted towards newcomers to Canada and is now available as a rental listing connection through ad syndication with RentSync. Welcome to the show, David. Thanks so much, Nicolina. I'm really happy to be here and speak with you and speak with your audience. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Now, before we dive into the conversation around rentals for newcomers and how you're helping immigrants and visitors find affordable housing across Canada, do you mind telling us a little bit about your background and the work you've done in your career and really how it led you to starting rentals for newcomers? Absolutely. So I've been in this sector of helping newcomers now for almost 15 years. Rentals for Newcomers is part of our company, Destination Canada Information, Inc. We really operate as a brand called Prepare for Canada. Mm. And Prepare for Canada has been around for now almost 11 years. Prepare for Canada was really designed to help connect newcomers with people, organizations, and networks that could facilitate and make the immigration journey a lot easier. Mm. And we really focus in on three areas that are really important for newcomers. That is, you know, job finding first steps, settling first steps, and financial first steps. And within those three areas, we really try to help connect newcomers with those people, organizations, and networks that are going to make those three areas uh, smoother. Right. And in doing this, you know, for the number of years that I've been working in this sector, Mm -hmm. we've realized that, you know, obviously for newcomers, finding that job is really critically important, but also finding that first place to live is critically important. And it's one of the biggest pain points that newcomers have historically faced when arriving in Canada. Of course. They don't have that job offer. They don't have a credit history. Right. That is so important for landlords. Yeah. So we really try to investigate how we could create a solution to address that pain point. Later in the conversation, yeah, we we'll talk about that. More of that. <laughs> but really, that's how we came to being when we realized that housing was such a challenge for newcomers. We thought, can we create a solution that matches landlords who really appreciate newcomers as tenants right. and newcomers to those people? So that was Perfect. really the basis for this. Yeah, I mean, you've touched on this, obviously, but we'll expand on on everything you kind of just went over in this conversation. Now, obviously, we'll dive into Rentals for Newcomers a little more with more than 400,000 immigrants predicted to come into Canada in the next four years. How do you see Rentals for Newcomers playing a role in the search for the right rental property? 
Well, I just wanted to make a couple of points there. Firstly, and when we're talking about that 400,000 yes. number, that 400,000 number is projected on a per year basis over the next four years. So, okay. that's, you know, over the next three years, in fact, the government is projecting 1.2 million newcomers right. to be arriving in the country. So we're talking about permanent residents here. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, to answer your question, what we found is that basically about 50% of these newcomers that are arriving want to be in their first rental place within the first month of arriving in Canada. Sure. So we've said, you know, if that's the case and they're arriving and they don't have credit history, they may not have that job offer. We know that there are landlords out there who, you know, really see the value. Right. of newcomers as tenants for a whole bunch of reasons. And as I say, we'll get into this in greater detail. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there are landlords out there who see the value of newcomers as, as tenants. And we wanted to create a two-way street for both landlords and tenants. We right. want to create a pipeline to this steady stream of newcomers who will be coming into the country for landlords who value these people as tenants. And we want to create the most direct route for tenants, newcomer tenants, to get to those landlords immediately. So it is designed to really be a two-way street and mutually beneficial for both landlords and newcomer tenants. Perfect. So obviously we know affordability is a major concern for many renters right now, but especially immigrants and international students. I mean, coming in, they, like you said, they may not have their first jobs before renting. In your opinion, where are you seeing the greatest opportunity for these types of renters to find affordable housing in in Canada? Well, I'm going to talk again about the permanent resident crew. I mean, the international students have a whole other set of needs and, and requirements, right. and certainly landlords have a, a certain a different expectations around international students sure, than, sure. than that permanent resident group. But for permanent residents, you know, what we really historically We've seen that, you know, permanent residents pick the gateway cities. They're landing in major urban markets, the right. GTA, they're landing in Vancouver, at Calgary, at Edmonton, Montreal, the cities that they know when they, you know, historically have thought of Canada. Yep. But because of the changing point system, because of the point system that gets permanent residents into the country, and a number of other policy implementations from immigration, refugee, citizenship in Canada, newcomers are starting to land and consider smaller destinations. And really, we're, we really remind, try and educate newcomers on the opportunities that exist in smaller centers as well. Okay. If they can match their labor market skills with labor market needs in smaller centers, then they're opening up the door for themselves, the possibility of finding more affordable housing and getting themselves on track for a sound financial plan for the future, right. which is why everyone you know, comes to, which is a big reason why newcomers come to the country. So we really you know, want to educate newcomers that there are other opportunities outside of the gateway cities, right. number one. Mm-hmm. But if you're focused on the gateway cities, then you should understand that there are neighborhoods that are more affordable. And that's what we really want to start to do with rentals for newcomers. Make sure that people understand, 
you know, within gateway cities, where are some of the most affordable neighborhoods that they should be considering? That's awesome. Yeah, that's super important. Now, I know you have a lot of resources for renters on rentalsfornewcomers.com. Can you share some tips for those coming to Canada and thinking about renting? What kind of documents, information they can prepare beforehand so that they can streamline their renting process and get their applications considered? Is there anything that they can prepare for? We encourage, you know, our newcomer audience to educate themselves around the rental marketplace. You know, obviously, it's important that they understand that with renting, there are rights and Mm -hmm. there are responsibilities. And it really is a two-way street. So we encourage them to understand that, you know, first of all, the Landlord-Tenancy Act is different by province. They should understand some of the basics that are, you know, cemented in those the the idea of the Landlord-Tenancy Act, what the rights and responsibilities are. They should really understand as well that to represent themselves as a good potential tenant, that they understand there's a responsibility component in the whole nature of the agreement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to that end, we say, you know, you can really bring that to life, not through that legal agreement, but through the spirit of the agreement. You know, we want to encourage them to be better prepared if they're going to show up for, you know, a viewing and a potential conversation with a landlord. Right. And they can prepare themselves in a number of ways. You know, if they're landing and they don't yet have that job offer, certainly not going to have Canadian credit history. There are other things that they can do to certainly get themselves considered and be memorable in the minds of the landlord or the property manager. Come prepared with bank statements so that Mm. you can show that you've got liquidity for a period of time. Come prepared with references, even if they are from the country of your country of origin, it at least shows that you've been thinking about, you know, some of the questions that landlords are possibly going to ask. If you've got a job offer, make sure that you come with that information. Mm -hmm. And, you know, certainly, you know, we know if they're coming and have just recently landed and they don't have credit history here in Canada, maybe they bring along their credit history from their their country of origin. These are all things that they can do. But in addition to that as well, we share tips on our site about how to be a good tenant. You know, really understanding the importance of paying on time, understanding the importance of keeping the place clean. This comes back to the responsibilities. Live up to the agreement and go beyond by being representing yourself as the fact that you can truly be a good respectful, responsible tenant. And that's what we, you know, really want the newcomers to, to understand. Sound tips and some tips that renters who aren't newcomers should abide by more often, I think, too. Um, My brother was my renter for some time, and he could have taken a lesson from Rentals for Newcomers (laughs) blog, I think. Um, (laughs) No, and and no, I'd encourage, in fact, anyone who's listening, please visit our site. And you can see both of our sites, Rentals for Newcomers and Prepare for Canada. You can see the amount of work that we put in to try to help educate newcomers on getting ready for the rental market here in Canada. For sure. And I'd love to hear from landlords themselves. Uh, you know, 
this is a work in progress. So, you know, brand new missing pieces. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I'd like to switch gears now and talk about the landlord side of things a bit more. Obviously we've touched on this a bit, but over the last year, there's been a shift in demand from primary to secondary markets and vacancy rates have risen in major metros. However, as of July 6th, the backlog of permanent resident applications has skyrocketed by 70% to over 375,000. And the number of applications for temporary residents is sitting over 700,000 cases. So once travel entry reopens, what do you think this means for rental demand in major cities, like you said, gateway cities? And how can they prepare for that kind of influx of newcomers? Well, you know, I wish one, I had a crystal ball. I know. Yeah. When, (laughs) when this, the border restrictions are going to be eased, Mm -hmm. but let's, you know, assume that, you know, we will head back to somewhere near a new normal Mm -hmm. and we're going to, the government is intent on getting these numbers in. You know, the government is, and I think this, regardless of any of the major parties, all of the parties, political parties, maintain the same philosophy that immigration is critical yeah. to the Canadian economy. It's mm-hmm. critical for three big reasons. It helps population growth, which is critical for our economic growth. And newcomers are a critical source of our labor market. Yes. So for those three reasons, you know, I think that we are going to continue to see a sustained commitment on the part of the government to bringing in big numbers of permanent residents into the country. The, you know, government recognizes as well that we've got to disperse these people across the country. And newcomers themselves are getting better at understanding, as we're trying to work with them to educate them, that there are opportunities that exist beyond the gateway cities. But, you know, currently, and things haven't changed, probably 70, 75% of newcomers land in gateway cities. Right. You know, that number hopefully will go down as people realize that there are some great opportunities. For example, we do webinars regularly with the city of Fredericton. It's very oh, aggressive. Wow. Absolutely. They're very aggressive in trying to attract newcomers to the city. One of their big tools in their attraction strategy is affordable housing. So, you know, people in smaller centers can attract newcomers because of affordable housing. So if you're, you know, in the audience out there listening, please don't think that rentals for newcomers is simply a solution for newcomers that are landing in gateway cities, right. we'd love to have your listings included as well, because people are going to those smaller centers because of job opportunities and really because of affordable housing as well. Of course. So yes, people are going to continue to land in those major markets. We're going to try and find out those landlords who have you know, affordable housing. It may be you know, going out to further extended areas outside of the GTA proper, as an example. But we're certainly, you know, working to highlight opportunities within major markets Mm -hmm. and promote alternatives to major markets. Right. So it's really a branding positioning for these smaller cities to kind of say, and the landlords in those cities to say, hey, like, this is a great place to live. We have more affordable housing. We've got more space. I mean, it's all the things that the people who are local 
from Toronto already knew and decided to leave recently and say, oh, okay, I'm going to go to the smaller cities. I can work remotely. And, and newcomers may not be as aware, but I think it's so important that there's more education around that because those opportunities do exist. So absolutely, that's great. Now, obviously, when you're looking for a property that you can't see in person, there's a lot of unknowns. How can landlords and property managers ensure their listings are including the right information to attract newcomers who may be searching from abroad and unable to see in person? Well, for newcomers, what's really, really important is, you know, they want to figure out what are the amenities around this area. And, you know, down the road, we're going to be adding in some overlays into our site that talk about proximity to grocery stores, proximity to schools, as well as uh, proximity to transportation systems. Mm -hmm. So these are really, you know, there are a number of other criteria that newcomers will will look at, but those are really some important aspects. One other thing that is really important is obviously the proximity to sort of labor market opportunities. Uh Yes. Um, Is my place going to be close to where my job is? Now, you know, if if you've just landed and finding your first place is a priority, you're not necessarily going to know where that first job is going to be. But if you're on a sound transportation, solid transportation system, you at least know that you get an opportunity. If you don't have a car, you've got an opportunity to get to the job. Mm-hmm. So those are things that are really important for newcomers. Those, you know, proximity to, to, to groceries, so the schooling system in the neighborhood, transportation system and proximity to job market opportunities. So, you know, those are things that new, that landlords can talk about within their, you know, the description of their yeah. units. But we're going to be adding those in as overlays into our, our, our mapping system as well. That's one thing. And I believe, you know, through RentSync that you, there is the opportunity for video viewing as yes. well. Yes, yes. So, virtual tours are, yeah, you can turn on your virtual tours. Obviously, that's a huge component of, of renting and not seeing in person. I know people are buying not in person anymore based on virtual tours. So renting is no different, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, we've all had to, anyone renting during COVID has pretty much had to adjust to that anyway. So the experience doesn't even matter if you're 10 kilometers away or 500,000 kilometers away. It's it's almost the same right now. So exactly. Yeah. Now, in your opinion, is there a sweet spot for rent rates for people coming into the country? And this might be interesting, just I'm asking because this may influence where demand surges once borders kind of open up and travel opens up, just to get a sense of where that sweet spot is and where those cities that currently have those rent rates are. Interested in being a guest on Sink or Swim or have a really great idea for an episode? Email us at podcast at rentsync.com. Right. Well, it's a challenge, I think, for newcomers to fully grapple with housing prices Mm. here in Canada. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting them to understand how expensive housing is, is a really big challenge versus their expectations. And so, you know, we've seen some 
surprises and what expectations are versus reality. And that's mm -hmm. what we're trying to educate people on. So we're also then trying to educate people who's coming back to the labor market. You know, try it. If you need to understand, you know, what your, what your job salary range is going to be based on your experience mm -hmm. and try and figure out what your budget is going to look like based on an anticipated salary range. Then when you know how much you're going to be paying for housing, or what you can afford for housing based on an anticipated uh, salary range, yeah. then you've got to either start thinking about, you know, okay, cool. is this affordable in some of those gateway cities right. or are there other opportunities outside? So, you know, you know, is there a sweet spot? Yeah, sadly, you know, there's an expectation that housing is going to be a lot less than what it really is right. in the Canadian marketplace. So, you know, one, we're working to educate newcomers about that. And two, we've got to be mindful. A lot of people arrive and within six months or less have landed great paying jobs. Let's Perfect. remind ourselves, and yeah. I'll come back to this because this is a question that, and a conversation that I really want to address uh, for landlords, particularly understanding who this newcomer is. Right. But, you know, many people land jobs really quickly because they're being matched. Our intake system is matching people or inviting people to arrive based on their labor market skills. So these people are arriving and landing good paying jobs in a short period of time, but they do come with money. They, you know, a recent mm -hmm. financial institution survey had showed that on average, they're coming with nearly $50,000 okay. in the bank. Wow. So that's on average. So they've got money to sustain themselves for a period of time, but they want to be back to your question. Is there a sweet spot? Even if they have that money, they're budget conscious. Yes, they of want course. To yeah. Of course. Yes. So given that, are there any specific promotions that you find most popular with newcomers? Like first months free because, you know, they're still looking for that landing that job or are those kind of the promotions that they would be looking at if landlords were to consider a promotion to fill vacancies for newcomers? Well, I suspect that, you know, as the border restrictions ease and your numbers start increasing, arrival numbers start increasing, we're probably going to see the diminishment of uh, promotional yes. offers. Yes. And, you know, I really believe that, you know, those numbers are going to drive this. I mean, you know, we earlier were talking about the 400,000 newcomers that are coming into the country. And we did a great interview with uh, Bob Dylan, and I'm mm. sure many in your audience know of the importance of Bob Dylan in this sector. Yes, yes. And he's focused in affordable housing accommodation. That's where Main Street Equity really has built themselves. They've done a phenomenal job. He says, do the math. 400,000 newcomers arriving every year. Not everyone is going to be looking for a rental property, but a bunch of them are. And mm -hmm. when he says, do the math, I can help landlords do that math. Right. And here's what that math, math is. 400,000 newcomers are arriving. 60% of that permanent resident group are from the economic class. That's who 
probably landlords really want to focus in on. Those sure. are the people coming in with job offers or good labor market skills that were invited because of their occupation education backgrounds. 60% of that were 240,000 people. Now, let's say on average that a household is 1.90. Let's round it to two people. That is 240 divided by two, 120,000 households being formed annually, and they're primarily 95% are looking for permanent rental accommodation. So there's basically we're talking about 10,000 demand for 10,000 units on a per month wow. basis. Wow. That's a big pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, back to your, <laughs> that's a lot of leads. And back to your question around promotional activity, when that pipeline starts, I think, again, this is exactly what fuels, and your audience knows this, immigration fuels filling vacant apartments. Of course. And when this, pipe, this pipeline is going to exceed availability. Mm-hmm. So sadly, I think that, you know, those promotions, the promotions are, are going to be non-existent at that point because there won't be availability. Absolutely. But, you know, the other point I wanted to make around this is, you know, when we're talking about do the math, I really like landlords to understand as well that uh, who this newcomer is. You know, there are landlords undoubtedly who see newcomers as a valuable tenant source. There may be landlords out there who have an outdated or an erroneous perception of who newcomers are. Right. So I really encourage landlords to educate themselves, visit our sites, both Rentals for Newcomers and Prepare for Canada. Get a better understanding that these people are being in come to the country because of their age, their occupation, their language skills, they're finding employment, they're finding great paying jobs, they're coming with money. You're not taking a risk right. with these guys. With this totally. Audience. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like I said, I think my brother's more of a risk than like, most of the newcomers coming in. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, this is a really, really important point because, you know, we've worked with financial institutions who recognize the importance of newcomers as contributors, new, contributors as, as new audience. Yeah. And as I said, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in this category a long time. When I started, you know, banks were offering credit cards to newcomers with security deposit requirements. And now they are offering unsecured credit oh. on arrival. Oh, wow. You know, $5,000 plus. Why is it that they're doing that? Because they know that they, the know they can afford rate, it. Well, they know they can afford it. And they know the default rates are really, really Low. small. Right. You know, we do work with a micro loan provider. An education mm-hmm. microloan provider. This is an organization called not-for-profit organization called Windmill. They provided over forty-five million dollars worth of loans at fifteen, on average, about fifteen thousand dollars loans. They put into the marketplace forty-five million dollars worth of loans to newcomers, and they've got less than a two percent default rate. Wow. So the banks know this. These, these micro lenders know this. Default rates are really, really low. So back to, you know, the landlords, if you don't know who the new newcomer is, 
you may be missing out on an opportunity for a valuable tenant. And I'll share one other idea as to why these, this audience is such a valuable audience. Newcomers want to own a home. You know, their goal when they arrive, 60, 65% of them want to own a home within five years of arriving in Canada. And the bulk of them do that. There's greater home ownership rates amongst, amongst newcomers than there is amongst Canadian born. Wow. For a whole bunch of reasons. But mm-hmm. let's keep in mind, they want to own that home. So they do not want a bad credit, credit rating. They're not going to miss their rental payment. Now, I know that there are always going to be exceptions, but the overarching financial benchmarks from banks, from windmill, suggest the default rate is pretty, pretty low. So if you're a landlord, you know, when you're interviewing this person, although they may not have that credit history from Canada, Use their credit history from overseas. Of course. See if they've got that job offer. Find out how much there is in their bank account. Get to know what their education and occupational backgrounds are. So you can be the judge of whether you think they're going to find a job and become a good, steady, reliable tenant for the next three plus years. Awesome. So, um, yeah, that's what I'd say to landlords. Yeah, no, I think that that's a, a strong point and, and really the core message, uh, I think, for a lot of landlords who are hesitant about taking on immigrants. I think that that's a great, great thing to point out. And, and sorry, Nicolene, I got no, go ahead. with all of that talking about, uh, talking about promotions. <laughs> no, so, yes, you know what? Promotions may not exist. Yes, but if you offer a fair price and you take a you're not taking a gamble with these people. Totally. You're going to get a tenant that's probably going to be in there for a good period of time. I'm thinking that possibly the smaller cities will continue with promotions as we've heard that Calgary has been offering promotions for the last six years. So those cities that are really actively trying to attract more people and migration there, then maybe those areas will continue with promotions and that's an opportunity for them to take advantage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And anything that helps then probably I'd suggest, you know, one month free rent is probably you know more valuable than a value added incentive. Exactly. Because exactly. it helps again with that budgeting. Now, okay, earlier I mentioned obviously that rentals for newcomers is available as a rental listing connection through the RentSync platform. What led you to RentSync and why do you think it's important that rentals for newcomers is available through ad syndication? So we're really ecstatic with the relationship that we've developed with NSYNC. And they've been a wonderful and supportive partner as we've been developing our site across a whole number of areas. And importantly, because, you know, they're really recognized as subject matter leaders and market leaders in this whole area. So we're really pleased with the relationship and the support that we've received where we look to rinsing because of their relationship and their reach with landlords across the country. Right. So that was really, really important to us. You know, we're leveraging the, the, the great relationship, the relationships that Rensing has with landlord property managers, owners across the country. And so that's what led us, sure. you know, to, you know, want to do work with Rensing. And it's been a wonderful relationship uh, to, to this point. And uh, we look forward to a lot 
relationship with Renzo. Yeah. And I will mention Rentals for Newcomers is a free listing site as well. So that's important for landlords to recognize that this is something that they can connect with, with very little cost to them to connect with the right renters. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, and that's a, that's a great point. And again, I'd remind, uh, encourage landlords, you know, in big cities, in the gateway cities and the smaller markets, please take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. And because uh, newcomers arrive, you can help influence a newcomer to arrive in your community if you're in a smaller community by promoting the fact that you've got affordable housing. Right. And I, I mean that that can also cause a trickle effect because you might have one family coming and then their families are coming and then they all come to the same city. And that happened with my family, obviously, That's when they immigrated it. in the 60s. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, what happens is it, it, it no longer may be that, the, you know, it's family reunification. That's a small part of sure, the overall sure. number. But really what's important is if, if communities have great support networks for newcomers. So if you're part of a small community and, you know, you're a landlord thinking about how do I get some of these people into to, to my neighborhood? How, work with your local settlement agencies. Work with the support services so that they're within the community that support newcomers. Those are some tips on how you can start your outreach to newcomers in addition to, you know, getting your ad and your, your listing on rentals for newcomers. Perfect. Now, finally, I just wanted to ask you quickly what your future vision for rentals for newcomers was, and do you have any big plans ahead that both landlords and renters can look forward to? We do have some big plans, okay. and I'm always nervous about talking about. Okay, don't about, tell about, me. About any, <laughs> don't give away any trade secrets or anything, but just tell me what you can, or at least a teaser of what you can tell us. Well, one thing that we know is that newcomers, many newcomers, have been required to put down a security deposit as a way of securing that first place, and mm-hmm. it can range from anywhere from five to you know, plus $5,000 plus. Right. We're looking at introducing a lease guarantee. We've got all of the players in place. It's underwritten by a multinational surety bond company. It's brokered through a recognized brokerage company. So lease guarantees we think can be a great way for those landlords who just want that little additional secure feeling of security, but don't want to be responsible for holding on to security deposits. Right. So it's a great solution for landlords. That's awesome. It's a great solution for newcomers because rather, again, coming back to the fact that they arrive with money, they want it, they're budget conscious. Well, mm-hmm. they're going through that uncertain period of when are they going to get that first job. It's more affordable for them to buy, a, you know, a lease guarantee than it is to strap themselves with that cash flow issue by handing over right. five, seven thousand dollars. So that's one of the things that we're looking at. And ideally, you know, eventually it would be nice if we could facilitate newcomers being able to secure a place before mm. arrival. And mm. that's something that we're investigating because again, back to this whole point system. You know, when newcomers are arriving in the country now, they don't know anyone. So uh, not necessarily. In fact, less than 10% of our audience intends to stay with family or friends when they arrive in Canada. Right. The bulk of them are expect 
like I said at the outset, over 50% want to be in their first permanent rental place yeah. within the first month of arriving in Canada. So, and we get questions all the time. Can I find a place before I arrive? If, if we can facilitate that, I'd be, uh, you know, working with, with landlords. If there are landlords out there who are interested in working with us to test that and, mm-hmm. and provide that solution, please get in touch with me. I'd be happy to start those conversations. So leading me to my next question, it's obviously been a pleasure chatting with you today, but before you go, can you let listeners know where they can connect with you? <laughs> Absolutely. Firstly, you go to rentalsfornewcomers.com. You can find out more information about us there. You can go to prepareforcanada.com to find out more information there. Or if you're listening and you just want to reach out, you can reach out to me directly via email. It's dfratini, F-R-A-T-T-I-N-I, at desk. Can.com. Dest, like destination, D E S T, can, Canada, C A N, dot com. Defratini at deskcan.com. Reach out and let's start this conversation. Perfect. Well, I'll add the links, obviously, to rentals for newcomers and everything in the show notes. And people, I'm sure, will, will find you on LinkedIn or wherever else they can as well. So that's great. Thank you so much, David. You were an amazing guest. And I think I learned a lot. And I'm sure a lot of landlords have learned a lot, too, because this is a very unique kind of topic and area in the rental industry. And I think it's an important one. So Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And looking forward to, again, working with RentSync. Looking forward, hopefully, we'll hear some some questions from some of the listeners. And I'm looking forward to working with all of your partners in uh, making this a success for both landlords and tenants. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. And until next time, keep swimming. You've reached the end of another episode of Sink or Swim. Make sure to visit us at rentsync.com forward slash podcast to access show notes, key takeaways, and where you can sign up to our newsletter to receive free bonus content. If you found value in the show, please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening.